Hello everybody, welcome back again to Dr. Movie, the show that I do uh, movie reviews while I'm driving my car to and fro, back and forth, hither and tither. Uh, I watch the movies so you don't have to. I like that one. Uh... You guys know, if you've been listening to the show, that recently I covered the first three Ghoulies movies. And lo and behold, I've been asked by a whopping number of two people, Hey, are you going to do part four? And I'll be honest with you, I intended not to. Because all I had to do was look at the artwork and go, Yeah, no thanks. But, Cameron Sullivan reached out to me and dang it if he didn't ask the exact same thing hey are you gonna do ghoulies for so I asked the question is that a request and he said yes so who we are boys and girls we're gonna talk about the 1994 ghoulies for if we want to or not <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. First and foremost, I have to talk about, this is a Jim Wynarski film. If you know anything about Jim Wynarski, uh, you're going to get a lot of cleavage. That's the best way to put it, I guess. Uh, he's, he's big on the boobies. And, uh, you know, this one's actually pretty tame compared to most of his movies. I guess because he thought maybe kids would be watching this one. Maybe that was a requirement. I didn't do a lot of history into uh, the reasonings of why we made this movie. There are some things I have to give it credit for that surprised me. And we'll talk about it right here at the very beginning of this with the synopsis, which kind of goes like this. Jonathan Graves returns now a police officer finding himself battling his former girlfriend who has escaped from an asylum <laughs> and is attempting to summon demonic, demonic, demonic forces. Uh, yeah, so one thing I will give this movie is it's trying to do a continuation from the very first movie. So I find it so odd that we've gone through all these variations of what the ghoulies are, right? From the first movie, they're the little slimy, nasty, slobbering puppets that just go rah, 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 to them being a little more intelligible in the second movie and adding some more ghoulies to it, to the third movie to where they had full voices and were cracking wise jokes. It's funny that we're trying to go back to the original story with the original character but not the original Ghoulies. Matter of fact, this is a far stretch from any of the Ghoulies because there's only two Ghoulies in this one <laughs> and their names are Light Ghoulie and Dark Ghoulie. I guess I don't have to tell you what type of voices they have. <laughs> so already I'm just kind of going, oh man, come on. Now I, I, I'm, I'm going to say, these ghoulies don't look anything like any ghoulies and anything else. Matter of fact, they look more at home. They look like they would be more at home in uh, 
Let's see. Maybe Troll 2. They might be a little more at home there. I'll tell you what one of them looks like, and it's almost a direct ripoff. If you guys are familiar with the movie Demons, right? The Lamberto Bava masterpiece. Um, the scene where the girl gets down on her hands and knees and a demon pops out of her back. The face of that demon is very similar, or I'm going to say one of these ghoulies is very similar to that demon that pops out of her back, which is a small type creature, right? But yeah, we've gone from this movie, from, from it being uh, puppets to let's just throw these little people in, in these suits and give them masks that don't really move when they talk. They're pretty bad. And if you remember me talking about the first Ghoulie movie, or Ghoulies movie, you remember me saying, I remember, I, I didn't remember how little of a part that the Ghoulies actually played in the movie. I'm telling you, these Ghoulies are pointless. There is no sense in these Ghoulies being in this movie because they do absolutely nothing except crack jokes. Uh, they do strip a janitor down out of his, you know, one-piece coveralls or whatever to steal some keys. But other than that, they, they shoot a, a sheriff's or a, a police officer's rifle or shotgun through the ceiling of a vehicle when there's nobody around and run off. They don't do anything. I mean, they are absolutely pointless in this movie. And I don't know. You just kind of, again, you're just wondering who greenlit this, right? Was it just an excuse to use the, the ghoulies name and, I don't know, did Wynarski think I'm going to just recreate the ghoulies all together and make them totally different and this is what we got? I, I don't know. But again, I, I do give them credit for trying to tie into the original story with Jonathan Graves. I didn't even talk about the cast in this. Let's talk about that a little bit. You do have, uh, it is Peter uh, Lapis returning for his character. They, he was in the first ghoulies as the main character. Jonathan. Uh, you kind of got a whole bunch of Wynarski people in this, right? Stacy Randall. Uh, who's this? <laughs> you know, when this movie starts off, you've got this kind of Eon Flux woman coming in, taking care of business, beating up a bunch of people in a warehouse, only to draw a pentagram on the ground to summon up a demon of some sort. And it's all about if you remember in the original Ghoulies, he had the, the, the necklace that had the stone in it. It's all, the whole movie is based on the stone, right? Which in this movie kind of looks like a guitar pick. Just saying, pick a destiny. But, uh, you know, this girl's kind of kicking everybody's butt and summons the demon. The demon's like, look, you got to hurry up and get the stone to me. And she, she has the stone and she messes up and I think she steps inside the pentagram when all this is going on and it messes everything up. But that's what kind of brings the ghoulies into the picture. Whoopity-doo. <laughs> but apparently the whole story, this is, this is, this girl is going around, Stacey Randall's character, is uh, going around uh, killing people to get the stone to get her old boyfriend back, which is a darker, more sinister version of Jonathan, who is... I don't know, for lack of a better word, disintegrating. He's fading away. And she's trying to find a way to keep him alive. 
And when this all comes down to what's happening, Jonathan and this girl used to be an item. They started dabbling in some black magic. She went a little too far. He got out. Apparently, he couldn't satisfy her enough in many ways. So she summoned a darker version of him, and she wants to kill the real one and keep this sinister one so she can be, I don't know, satisfied? It just seems like a whole lot of trouble. Just go find you another boyfriend, you know? <laughs> you know, but again, that's women. Oh, did I say that? Um, they got to do things the hard way. I tell my wife that. I'll tell you, you always find the hardest way to try to do things when there's a lot simpler way. Anyways, different story, different time. But yeah, I'm just sitting there going, really? We're going through all this mess just because she's unhappy with the boyfriend, so she's trying to summon this demon. So you can kind of see where that's leading, right? Eventually it's going to come down to evil Jonathan fighting good Jonathan, which he's not all that good either. He's, he's a cop. Well, he's a cop. He does a pretty good job as a cop. Um... And that's the big showdown you're going to have as far as how this all ends. Now, there's also, um, he's got a, a new work partner, but he also used to work with this lady that's now the chief, and they were an item. So there's also a love triangle going on there because when Jonathan is uh, by himself, he's always got this prostitute that comes and hangs out at his place that he... He could have busted, but I think he kind of fell for her, and I'm just going, you know, I don't know that a prostitute is kind of who you want to take a liking to. You don't know what she's going to be bringing home, right? And there's even things like, he even wakes up one morning and is like feeling a little frisky, and she has just come in from work, if you know what I mean. And uh, she's like, would you stop? I've, I've been working all night, and I'm going, how can you go... Uh, yeah, I know what you've been out doing all night, and uh, don't bother me none. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. No real prostitutes were hurt in the making of Ghoulies 4 that I know of. I don't know. It is Wynarski. Maybe somebody did. But anyways, uh, in the storyline, uh, and what happens is, when you get to the big showdown, the prostitute girl they're going to use as a sacrifice to bring the real Jonathan alive, and it wipes out the the, the good Jonathan. And uh, so you got that kind of thing going on, too. But, and again, you notice how much I'm talking about the ghoulies, because they don't do nothing. They just show up and go, hey, what was that? Oh, I don't know. Hey, let's go look at this. I mean, that's all they do. They don't do anything. They, they jump into a portal at the end of the movie whenever uh, Alexandra goes in, or gets sucked into a portal. They just go where she's going. It's, I just don't get it. I don't, I, don't get, I don't get the whole reason of making this movie, really. But anyways, I don't see what they say. Yeah, that's a great idea. And we've got just a lot of goofy stuff. And, you know, there, there's some comedy in this, but I've got a problem with Wynarski's humor. I don't think it's funny. There's, there's no reason to have a couple of, I don't know what they are, I don't know if they're uh, factory, or not factory workers, but like 
warehouse workers. I don't know if they're electricians or plumbers. They're underground trying to work on something. And it's Ralph Crampton and, and you know, the characters from uh, uh, The Honeymooners, right? You got the guys doing the Art Carney, you know, what do you say, they're a Ruffy boy? You know, that, I mean, it's just like, and he's even dressed like him. Now, the other guy's dressed in more of a, a work outfit, but he's got a mustache, but he's obviously supposed to be Ralph, and the other one's supposed to be Norton. And it's just like, why? <laughs> why? Why would you, what made you think, this will be hilarious to see these guys that don't really look like the main characters but try to talk like them and they're not fantastic, but to have them killed off by Alexandria just just because. I mean, it's just, there's, there's so much pointless stuff in this movie. And um, I don't know. Is it terrible? No. Is it good? No. Uh, is it enjoyable? Well, it just matters where you sit on the fence with this one because, again, I, I'm real hit and miss with comedy, right? I love Tucker and Dale because I don't think you're you're not really forcing anything. We're here. You're trying to do Naked Gun, Hot Shots, scary movie. You're you're trying to cram, <laughs> you're trying to cram this humor into this movie that is really not the best vehicle for it, right? So. I have a problem with that. Um, I, I have a soft spot for Saturday the 14th, but it's still got the same issues, right? So I, I think that's my problem with, with this movie and just the fact of, wow, you know, we can't make up our mind what the ghoulies are supposed to be. And I really think they just threw the ghoulies in this and changed a couple of characters just to make it a ghoulies movie but it was intended to be something else. I, I don't know. It just feels that way. It feels very forced. And it seems like maybe the people had fun making this movie. But uh, I don't know, man. There's there's a reason that Tubi isn't carrying it, I guess. <laughs> With the rest of them. Uh, of course, I imagine it's not even the same production team. I didn't even look who even released it. I think it was direct-to-video. Um on IMDb, they do have a, a 2.8 out of 10. So I'm not alone when it comes to the, the thoughts on this movie. Um, that's really all I got for this one. It's not on Tubi, so I don't know where you can find it. Um, I'm sure you can. I mean, it's out there. But uh, as far as a rating, for me, I don't know. Let's, I'll give it a 2 just to be nice. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely the weakest of the bunch, and I think that's saying a lot. <laughs> All right, so Cameron, if you like this one, I'm sorry, bud, but it just it just don't do it for me. Uh, just I don't get the humor. I don't think it's funny. So um, that's pretty much it for this one, folks. Hey, again, if you've got recommendations or if you disagree with me on this, that's totally fine too. I'll take it. But uh, if you have any comments, questions, recommendations, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, you know, you know the drill, even on YouTube, that's right, Dr. Movie has a YouTube channel, and uh, I don't really do videos, I mean, there's videos of the podcast, but it really is just a picture and the, the audio, right, uh, it's hard for me to do video when I'm driving a car, but anyways, they're out there as well, if you want to comment on those, or at least 
just follow me there. Give me some, some, you know, give me some loving <laughs> over there on on the on the YouTube, right? Matter of fact, on there you can find all the old House of Wax episodes. You can find all the rad movie Rama stuff on there. I've kind of got it all put together there. So there you go, folks. If you're looking for any of that stuff. Anyway, folks, I'm going to get out of here, and we will check you later.